the Texas A&M quarterback will be the most important player in college football this year. Why and more on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. The Texas A&M quarterback will be the most important player in college football this year. Um, ESPN came out with a list late last week of the 21 most important players in the college football playoff race for 2022. There were some interesting players on that list, some different things, some unexpected names. Perhaps most unexpectedly, the number one name on that list was not an individual name at all. And the way it boiled down in this writer's list was whoever wins the Texas A&M quarterback job is going to be the most important player in the college football playoff landscape in 2022. He gave some good reasons. Basically, Jimbo Fisher has recruited at a national championship level now for a couple of years. Um, This A&M roster is extremely deep in most of the extremely important areas. Uh, Offensive line has depth. Defensive line has depth. The secondary has depth. And we're going to talk about the wide receiver position in a little while. But this roster has a ton of potential. That's exhibited by the fact that the preseason AP poll, the media poll, came out on Monday. And AM was ranked sixth in the country with quarterback questions, ranked sixth in the country. And a couple of weeks ago, they were number seven overall in the coaches poll, preseason poll. So very clearly, this roster is ready to compete in most ways. Because even with questions about who the starter is going to be at quarterback, the coaches and the media, the media members who are responsible for voting on these things have decided that AM is a good enough roster, despite of those questions, to be pushed up very highly in those polls. And yet the most important position on the team remains to be seen. So why is the most important player in all of college football the most important player at Texas A&M, the quarterback of the the Aggies? The reason is really simple. If A&M gets very, very good quarterback play, extremely strong level quarterback play, I'm talking, you know, top 10 or so quarterback play in the country, A&M immediately becomes a national championship contender. And they are a, an absolute, they have an opportunity to beat absolutely any team they set foot on the field against in the fall. And they will be in the running for a college football playoff spot. We saw the 2020 team get 
relatively high level quarterback play, not not elite quarterback play from Kellen Mond in 2020, but what you would call good to very good quarterback play in 2020. Um, combine that with a very, very good defense, an extremely high level running game, and AM finished in the top five by the end of the year, won the Orange Bowl, was one of the very first teams left out of the college football playoff that year. Um, arguments could be made about whether that was the right call or not. Um, if AM can get that level or better of quarterback play in the 2022 season with the roster they have in place this year, they should absolutely be considered national title contenders. And we've had this sort of conversation before is that the question that matters, the only question that really is left that matters for AM is who's the starting quarterback going to be. And just like they said over at ESPN, that guy is has more opportunity to impact the national landscape of college football than anyone else. Because if he plays at that top 10, top 15 quarterback level in the country in 2022, AM is going to be a top three, top five team. They're going to win 10, 11 games. They're going to be in contention to go play for a national championship in late December and January. If they don't get that level of quarterback play, though, they're going to wind up essentially where they were as a team last year. They're going to finish, you know, eight and four, nine and three. They're going to have the opportunity to play spoiler to some teams who are going to have those national championship aspirations. Even if the quarterback for AM, and I won't even name a hypothetical name yet. Um, even if the quarterback for AM doesn't play at that level that makes AM a national title contender, with a roster like AM has, if they get good quarterback play or really good quarterback play on any particular Saturday, they can play with any team in the country. That means that on October 8th, when they go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, if they get really high level quarterback play that day, they can beat Alabama that day. And so even if AM doesn't get the consistent level of very high, close to elite quarterback play that would make them a national title contender, if they can get that occasionally, that guy is going to put AM in position to play spoiler for some teams who have really, really high aspirations for the year. So that's why that guy is going to be one of the most important players in college football, if not the most important player, like ESPN said. In terms of who that guy is going to be, um, very quickly, you know, Haynes King continues to stack really good days of practice. Um, reports are from folks who are at practice and who are talking to folks who are in meetings and things like that. Um, Haynes has taken a significant step forward from last year, uh, but even since the spring, he has continued to take a step forward, throwing the ball, understanding what he's supposed to be doing, making the right decisions. Max Johnson still continues to split work with Haynes with the first group. Um, and we have seen him play at a competitive level in the SEC in huge games. And this A&M roster is a big step up from what he had at LSU. So there's a chance that he could give them good enough quarterback play to make them really high-level contenders. Those two are the guys who seem to really have the uh, the inside track at being the starting quarterback. Connor Wigman 
is he's got the opportunity to be special. Um, when it goes live, when it becomes a period of, all right, move the team down the field, and it's a simulated game type situation, that's when Connor seems to really shine. Um, at this point, it's he's undoubtedly the quarterback of the future for Texas A&M. Um, but the question that we don't know is at what point does that future start? Um, it's going to take a lot for him to win the job over the course of the next couple of weeks before the start of the season. But we have seen special quarterbacks like this one take a full redshirt year, uh, whether that's Johnny Manziel who took a redshirt year at A&M or Bryce Young or some of these other guys that have gone through these schools and redshirted for a year. And then we've also seen these young quarterbacks take over in the middle or late parts of the season as true freshmen. Uh, we saw Tua Tonga-Vailoa take over in the national championship game um, for Alabama as a freshman. Um, and we've seen, we saw Trevor Lawrence take over for Kelly Bryant um, in the course of his freshman year. So even if he doesn't win the job coming out of camp, it doesn't mean that he won't play in 2022. And even if he doesn't play at all in 2022, it doesn't change the projection for what this guy, what this kid has the opportunity to be for the next two or three years in College Station for the Aggies. We are now under 20 days away from the start of the season, which means that really any time in the next 10 days to two weeks, uh, head coach Jimbo Fisher could decide, all right, today's the day I'm going to announce who my starting quarterback is. Um, if I had to guess, if I had to put my name on someone to be the starter, I would say it's going to be Haynes King. I think that if he can – we, we still have two scrimmages left. They had a scrimmage this past weekend um, where the offense played really well. And if we continue to see Haynes stack good days together and continue to avoid turning the ball over, I think he's got the shot to win the job. He gives them the best shot to get that really, really high-level quarterback play like I was talking about before. Uh, he does have the most experience in this particular offense at AM, exposure with his teammates. All of those things are leaning Haynes' way. Um, if he hadn't gotten hurt last year, I think he would be the incumbent starter almost um, unquestioned as the starting quarterback going into the year, uh, especially considering the steps that he's taken from last fall camp to bowl practices last year. Uh, and the way that people expected had saw, saw him practice and expected him to play if he had the opportunity to play in the bowl game to then spring practice and then now into fall camp uh, of 2022. I think he's got he's the guy who's got the inside track. Um, all right, guys, let me tell you guys first before we talk about wide receivers, we're going to talk about that online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so we've talked about 
the quarterback play and how important that guy is going to be, not only in College Station and for the Aggies, but in the national landscape. Um, I think we're at the point where we can say that the 2022 Aggies are going to have a wide receiver group that when looked at by outside entities by the end of the year, they look at the wide receiver group as a relative strength on the Aggie squad. And that they look at this as one of the better position groups in the SEC and potentially even the country as a whole. And here's why. Up until this year, A&M has really struggled with wide receiver play for a long time. We haven't seen a Mike Evans or a Josh Reynolds or um, even a Ryan Swope or anybody like that come through here in a while um, outside of Anaya Smith. There's not much of note in terms of wide receivers for the Aggies. Um, Demon Dimas came in. He never panned, panned out, wound up transferring. We've seen some other pass catchers transfer out over the course of the last several months. But I still think 2022 is the year that that changes. Um, in terms of the starters, we've talked a lot about Evan Stewart on this show. Um, and the reason why is because he is going to be special. Like We're talking about Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham, C.D. Lamb levels of special here at the college level for Evan Stewart. It may not it may not be what we saw those guys be right before they left school immediately, but he's got a chance to just be an unbelievable player, especially if you pair him with the quarterback play that these guys are getting, uh, that these guys are going to get this year. Um, Anias is Anias. He, last year he had 47 catches for 509 yards and six touchdowns playing almost the entire year with a guy who was essentially a backup quarterback um, and in an extremely high volume rushing offense. Um, he's multiple, he's dynamic. He's going to make big plays with the ball in his hands and he's going to make life easy for the quarterback. Um, he's an extremely valuable player in the slot for the, for the Aggies, for, Haynes or Max or Connor or whoever the quarterback is, they are going to lean on Anias as one of the primary playmakers. And then Chase Lane has been with the first unit consistently throughout the fall. Um, and he he just graduated last week. Congratulations to Chase and the 24 other AM student athletes who graduated last week. Um, but Chase has been extremely productive in camp. Um, he has made big plays. He has made highlight plays. Um, he's been injured in the past. Um, so he's been around the program for a long time, but doesn't have um, gaudy numbers or hasn't established himself as um, as a go to type weapon over the course of his career. But he was productive in 2020. And then in the time whenever he played in 2021 was productive as well. Um, the ceiling is really, really, really high for this group um, of pass catchers, these three wide receivers. And we haven't even started talking about tight ends yet and the ceiling that exists for that group over the course of the next couple of years. There's not a whole lot of size here. Um, 
I think the tallest guy, I think Chase is the tallest guy and he's six foot or six one. So like I said, not a lot of size, but plenty of speed, plenty of route running, tons of playmaking ability, really good with the ball in their hands. Um, they're going to make the quarterback's life easy. And by the time we look back on this 2022 season, we're going to think of this A&M wide receiver group, especially the starters, as a really, really strong group that made a difference for A&M. Didn't just play the snaps that had to be played. They made a difference as wide receivers. As we talk about the reserve guys and the backup guys in the wide receiver group, there's really two groups. and um, we're going to divide them by size as we talk about them. Um, so as we talked about the the guys who will be the primary wide receivers, um, those guys are all six one and under. Um, but AM does have quite a group of guys with size. So just because their top three options don't have that size doesn't mean that um, that the entire room is is full of um, of of height challenge, vertically challenged receivers. So Chris Marshall is a 6'3 freshman, five-star guy, has been coming on in camp, did get banged up a little bit in the scrimmage on Saturday, um, doesn't seem to be overly serious. We'll see how long he has to sit. Um, Devin Price, another freshman with some size. Um, Jalen Preston, and then we got two guys. Noah Thomas is 6'5, massive size. Kenyon Jackson, 6'6. Again, massive, very, very large targets, large catch radiuses. Then Pierce Turner, Turner and Ryan Campbell are additional options that bring size, wingspan, outside playmaking ability, and some power slot type options if AM chooses to go with that, which is sort of in vogue at the NFL level right now. Then there's another group of guys under 6'2 um, that features, you know, Moose Muhammad who is a name that um, we hear about all the time. He's going to be a contributor on this team, even if he's not one of the first three. Yul Keith Brown has been taking a lot of reps uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks of camp, while Anias has sort of been working his way in, taking his time, getting himself ready. With guys like Anias, we're looking at the season, not camp. Same thing with Layden Robinson, who's been out quite a bit on the offensive line. Then Caleb Serber, Andrew Molesky, Jackson Rush and Hunter Vivaldi are additional guys who don't bring a ton of height to the table, um, but they'll bring some quickness, some athleticism, the ability to run routes, and the ability to contribute that way on the offensive side of the ball. So we've now talked about the wide receivers. We know the quarterback is the most important player in College Station. He's also going to be the most important player in the country this year, whoever that guy is. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes, and you can read my writing about all things Texas A&M over at AggiesWire.USAToday.com. You can find the show on Twitter at LockedOnAggies. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice so you get it automatically downloaded as soon as the new show comes out. And check out our YouTube channel, Locked On Aggies, as well. Make sure you subscribe over there, like, uh, like the videos, comment on the videos. Hit the notification bell so that you get a notification when we release a new show. So, again, you don't miss the shows when they come out. Rate and review us on your podcast platforms. Leave us, a, uh, leave us comments on YouTube so that more Aggie faithful can find the show as we get ready to get into this fantastic 2022 college football season. Thanks so much for making Locked on Aggies your first listen of the day. 
Get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen every day. Host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. That's Locked On SEC. Thanks again so much for joining us today.